0: Welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to practicing attorneys about their lives in and out of the practice of law. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. She is an experienced former prosecutor who worked for the legendary Bronx County District Attorney's Office in New York City. She has also served as a prosecutor in Napa and Alameda counties in California, and as a public defender in Santa Cruz. She now practices criminal defense throughout the state of California and in federal district court. She represents criminal defendants in the most difficult of circumstances. Mickey Tall, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer.
1: Hi, great to be here. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm very happy that you've uh, joined me today for this. I've seen you in court on many occasions, and I've always been very impressed by the level of preparation that you show and your poise in the courtroom. So I've, I've wanted to talk to you for this podcast.
1: Thank you. Um, I'm very happy to be here.
0: Where are you from originally?
1: I am originally from Israel born there. Really? Yes.
0: Where, where were you born?
1: Um, I was born in a city called Holon, south of Tel Aviv, and I grew up in Israel, and my family moved here when I was 10. So I was in end of fourth grade.
0: So do you still speak fluent Hebrew?
1: I do. I do speak fluent Hebrew.
0: And do you get, I mean, before this pandemic, were you getting back to Israel very much?
1: I love it there. Yes, it's, it's a wonderful place to visit. I was just there. We were all, my whole family was there last summer. So yes, we like to visit.
0: Where did you go to high school?
1: So I went to high school in Orange County. When my parents moved, we moved to Orange County, which is kind of an unexpected place for me. But that's where I ended up living during my childhood in high school.
0: What was that transition like coming from Israel to Southern California?
1: It was a huge transition, obviously. Obviously, completely different cultures, being an immigrant, coming into that environment of a very you know mostly white culture very uh mostly christian culture i would say at the time i think orange county and southern california has become a lot more diverse in the last probably 10 15 years but when i was growing up it was it was pretty homogeneous culture so it was obviously a new language a lot of a lot of transition and adaptation had to take place
0: so what high school did you go to
1: I went to high school in Orange County called El Dorado.
0: What was that experience like?
1: That experience was, I'm a very social person. So I think I became very engaged in school as far as not only the academics, but extracurricular activities, student government, things like that. Also other things that I was involved in to make the experience as sort of satisfying as possible. But when it was over, I think I was ready to go.
0: And where did you go?
1: From high school, I went to UC Berkeley for undergrad. And that was a very, very satisfying and positive experience for me.
0: I imagine that was another transition going from Orange County to
1: Berkeley. Yes, it was a very good fit for me. It was a very diverse environment, very intellectually alive. And that was kind of my scene. So I actually went to Berkeley summer school when I was in high school. So when I then started college in, at Berkeley, it was sort of a natural sort of continuation. I met great friends that I still have today. And it was, I majored in philosophy. And it just was a very intellectually and socially very satisfying experience overall. I loved it.
0: I don't know too much about philosophy, but I have heard that it is a really brutal major.
1: I've heard that too. It's sort of considered that way. I found it to be very interesting. I think it's a very good sort of transition to doing law as well, because there's just that kind of, you know, you're, you're thinking, you're arguing, you're you're thinking about different ways of looking at something so you're writing so i found it to be a great experience and berkeley was very had very renowned professors teaching philosophy so it was it was a great experience
0: when did you first start thinking about going to law school
1: you know already in high school i was doing mock trials and we competed statewide. It was a very intense process. And so I I always liked the idea of being a lawyer. I liked the thought of being in a courtroom. And I think that started probably in high school, the thought of, of going to law school.
0: Where did you go to law school?
1: I went to law school in New York City. It's called Cardozo Law School. It's the law school for Yeshiva University. And kind of interesting that I ended up there. I knew I wanted to go to somewhere in New York and I, it was the only school I applied to in New York city for some reason (laughs) that I'm not sure of at the moment, but it ended up being a a very good experience just because of the specific involvement that I had. I was already focused on criminal law and at the time it is, it's a very good school. It's in the village in Manhattan. One of the things that the school has is the Innocence, the original in, Innocence Project, which was run by Barry Scheck and Peter Newfeld. So I was very involved in that, and also in the criminal law clinic where we actually went into court and represented clients. It was a criminal defense clinic, so it was just a, a very good, you know, actual experience of practicing law already or having exposure to it while in law school.
0: Did you go directly from college to law school or did you take any time and do something in between?
1: Before I went to law school, I did take, I think it was a year or two off. I lived in San Francisco and I was actually thinking of going to school for fashion design. (laughs) So I believe it. So that was sort of my other thought. And at some point. My mom and I went to check out some schools in New York, like Parsons and and Fashion Institute of Technology, it's called in, in Manhattan. And I just kind of became, it became clear to me that that I love fashion, I love design, but I, I didn't want to do that for a profession. So that kind of sealed the deal for me as far as law school.
0: Do you think that, that having taken a couple of years off and worked you know, in in industry, in, in just out in the real world, really better kind of prepared you for going to law school and being focused on law school?
1: Possibly. I mean, I was still pretty young. I know a lot of people go directly from undergrad to law school, and I did take that year or so. I wasn't as ready for it as some of the people I think that you see who are maybe going into law school as a second career or really have some kind of objective with it. I think you see those people, older people in law school who are really just focused. They go and they do it and they know what they're there for. For me, law school is a bit of a surprise as far as the, just the process seemed very different, I think, than what I was expecting. So I don't know that I was mentally as prepared for it as maybe someone else who kind of already knew what to expect you know the socratic method and the outlines and certain aspects about it i was not ready for or wasn't aware of before i went into law school
0: well you were in law school for three years and living in new york city Uh, how was that
1: that was wonderful i loved new york city loved living there loved being a student there it was it was a great experience very vibrant wonderful place on so many levels everything from the legal industry to culture and and you know obviously new york city is just one of a kind so it was a great experience
0: now you said that while you were in law school you did some work for the innocence project yes and and you worked with with barry sheck right i did i've always by the way thought that barry sheck is the person who really won the oj trial for better or for worse i think that He's the guy that really put that team together for all of the other people who may have had a little star power. Um, I always thought Barry Sheck was the brains behind that outfit.
1: You know, he was, it was a great, he was, the, the Innocence Project was situated in the law school. So, you know, I, him and Peter Newfeld were there. They were kind of mentors. They were kind of stars by that point. And, you know, there would be like taping of shows and things like that that would happen occasionally.
0: What was your first l- real legal job?
1: So I think it was sort of as I was in law school, as I was saying, I was doing the, the criminal defense clinic and innocence projects. I was already working on cases. And then when I graduated, I was I took a position as a deputy district attorney in New York City, Bronx County. So that was my <sighs> official you know, first job as a lawyer.
0: How is it that you decided to start out as a prosecutor?
1: You know, frankly, I've always been defense oriented. And I think that's always been my calling to be completely frank about it. I think I can do both sides. I have done both sides. But at the time, the DA's office was hiring and the public defender's office, which is Legal Aid Society, was not. And I had this opportunity to be in the courtroom to really be in the mix of things. Bronx County was also headed by Robert Johnson at the time, which is one of the one and only African-American prosecutors, I think, at that time, certainly the first one in New York State. So I just thought it was going to be an interesting experience and something that I could, you know, professionally develop from, etc. So I decided to go that route.
0: Have you read Bonfire of the Vanities?
1: Yes, and I've seen the movie.
0: <laughs> the movie I thought was terrible, but the book is one of my favorites. Yes. And of course, that's all about the Bronx County criminal justice system.
1: Yes. It was, it was quite, quite a way to start your legal career. I mean, like the ultimate boot camp or sort of like jump right in situation. We had night court the, and weekends because in New York City, uh, individuals have to be arraigned within 24 hours. So there was night court and weekends and we, it was just unbelievable. I mean, it was, it was during the time of Giuliani and it was really before things were done on the internet. So the police officers would come in, into the complaint room. We would be making charging decisions. It was a very intense experience. There was a very high volume. Bronx County also happened to have jurisdiction over Rikers Island.
0: How long did you stay there?
1: I stayed there about a year, a little over a year.
0: Then what did you do?
1: Then I was engaged, and my husband was going to law school at Berkeley. So we decided to come back and to California. And at that time, I think you mentioned Alameda County DA's office. I was never a DA in Alameda County, but what I did is I was a sort of like a law clerk in the consumer protection division while I was studying for the bar, the California bar, because I had taken the New York after law school and I had to take the California bar. So I was uh, sort of a law clerk at the Alameda County Consumer Fraud Division. And then once I passed the bar, I went on to take a position as a DA in Napa County, which was very interesting, very different from the Bronx, obviously.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, you've had all these really juxtapositions, you know, going from Israel to Orange County, and then Orange County to Berkeley, and then from the West Coast to New York City and the Bronx, and then going from being a prosecutor in the Bronx to being a prosecutor in Napa County. And I imagine that was a little different.
1: Extremely different. The the saying in Napa was come on vacation, leave on probation.
0: (laughs) I have heard that, but that is funny. Every time I hear it, it's It's, it's every time.
1: It's absolutely pretty much sums it up because, you know, it's a lovely, pretty calm, safe environment overall, not urban at all. And the main sort of thing there, or a lot of it, is the DUIs. So I did have a bunch of DUI trials that were actually quite uh, interesting and lasted for a long time with experts and things like that. As far as doing uh, sort of beginning criminal law trials, I think those were really good uh, for training purposes for me.
0: Yeah, when I was in the DA's office and, you know, we were trying a lot of DUI cases it was pointed out to me that really it's only in duis and murders where you get to deal with as much scientific evidence as as you do right and and i so i i, I always thought duI trials especially from the point of view of a prosecutor were really interesting cases i agree at some point you ended up in santa cruz how did that happen
1: so i i think as i was saying just based on my background and everything i sort of lean towards. I've always been interested in criminal defense because of just the fact that you are representing the individual, you are holding the government to their standard of proof. And I decided I really wanted to go into criminal defense. And I applied and got the job at the Santa Cruz Public Defender's Office. And that was definitely a good fit for me. Never turned back from that.
0: What did you do there? And what did you like about that?
1: It was a great office. I had a lot of the heads of the office were very supportive as far as mentorship. The cases were interesting. There's a there's it's kind of a almost a small city with big city crime. And so I, I started doing more serious felonies.
0: At some point you opened your own office.
1: I did. So just give I, I gave birth to my daughter and moved back to Berkeley area and kind of went on my own at that point, sort of to try to balance having a family and also having a career. And so I, I kind of went out on my own around 2007.
0: And how's that gone?
1: That that has gone great. I initially felt sort of that I was missing the camaraderie that you have from being a part of the off an office, whether it's, you know mostly the criminal defense, really, environment where you are strategizing, you are creatively thinking about things, and you can kind of kick off ideas with colleagues. So that part of being on my own was definitely an adjustment. I think after you do this on your own for a while, you realize you're not really on your own because you have colleagues and you develop relationships that provide that type of support. And I feel that at this point, I really do have that. I feel I have a, a network of smart colleagues that I kick off ideas and they kick off ideas with me on an ongoing basis. And so I've recreated that, that support system for myself, but I think it took a while to do that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important part of Practicing law, especially as a solo practitioner in a small firm, you know, having friends and colleagues who you can bounce things off of and get together and who have an understanding of, of what you're going through. Absolutely. If someone was coming out of college right now and was thinking about a career in law, would you recommend that?
1: I think it depends on the individual. I think law can be a great fit for someone, For instance, if I was doing it again, I would probably still be doing this because it's really I really enjoy a lot of parts about it. There are, I think, a lot of people who go into law because they don't really know what else to do or, you know, they're kind of like, okay, my parents want me to go to law school or (laughs) it'll be it'll be a stable job or things like that. And I think in that case, those people can find themselves unsatisfied or sort of not, not wanting to go through it because it is sort of a committed process. You have to be in or out. I think you, you can sort of do it, but it's not going to be a very um, satisfying experience. So I think if you are a good fit for it, I would definitely recommend it.
0: How is practicing law either met or different from your expectations about it as you were going into it?
1: I definitely think there's been different aspects of it. I don't know. That's a good question. I think you're. I'm constantly learning new things. I the the reason I like to do it is because it's constantly changing. I'm constantly learning about human nature, humans, whether it's my clients or opposing counsel or the bench. Or you're constantly kind of finding out new ways of looking at things or new things to consider. And so I think in that way, it's constantly changing and it's interesting in that way. The being in the court is always interesting as well. I don't know if it's different. I think I just like the fact that it is kind of changing and and different and interesting.
0: Do you think that the legal system is fair?
1: I don't. I don't think the criminal justice system is necessarily fair. I think the it's a reflection of our society. Our society obviously has a lot of bias built
0: into it. Is there anything that you would change about the way the legal system works?
1: I think that there needs to be a lot more recognition and awareness of the disparities in resources and sort of power between the defense and the government.
0: Well, besides practicing law, what other things do you like to do?
1: I have two kids. One is nine and one is 13. I like to spend time with them, with my husband. I enjoy design and art and, you know, traveling. And there's many things that I like to do to sort of live life to the fullest.
0: So besides Israel, are there other places that you've traveled to that you've enjoyed?
1: Yeah, I, I very much enjoy travel. Obviously, that's not happening at the moment, other no. than the kind of mm. local traveling in California. But yeah, I've been to Europe. I've been to Mexico. There's many other places that I'd like to go. I just think it's wonderful when you travel and you just, it's like the smells and the food and the, oh, Japan. I've been to Japan and that was incredible. So yeah, many other places that I want to return to and, and go for the first time.
0: What keeps you up at night?
1: Sometimes my cases do for sure. Parenting definitely keeps me up at night sometimes because there's obviously so much effort and thought and contemplation about how to do it the right way, both in my cases and with parenting. So those are definitely things that keep me up at night and And just thinking about the future for my kids, you know the 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 state of our country, the environment. I feel like those anxieties always come up in the middle of the night.
0: <laughs> if you and your husband came into some real money, you know, a couple of billion dollars, what, what, if anything, would you do different in your life?
1: What would I do? I'd probably do some things like some crazy creative things that I probably wouldn't do now because I would just have time to devote to other projects and maybe some crazy amounts of money to do those, those projects. I would probably buy real estate in several places throughout the world so that I would have my own place, let's say in Japan or in Manhattan. And, you know, it'd be nice to actually have your own place versus go stay in a hotel. And I would probably spend some time on some issues that are going to be facing our children, like the environment or like racial disparities in the system, I think I would probably just take on different projects that were interesting.
0: Let's say you had a magic wand. You could change one thing in the world, legal world or otherwise. What what would that be?
1: Climate change.
0: So, Mickey, we've talked a lot about where you've been in your career and things that you've done and things that you were doing. Where do you see the system, the criminal justice world going next?
1: I hope that the criminal justice system is headed in a direction that is more equitable to individuals especially people of color in our country you know things like police brutality and abuses racial disparities in the jury selection process so many things are are there that have been there for a long time but we are now at a, at a state where maybe we are now ready to take a close look and actually confront those issues and make progress with regards to that.
0: Mickey Tall, thank you so much for joining me today on Love Thy Lawyer. It's been a really interesting conversation. Uh, You've had a very interesting career and life so far, and I'm sure that if anybody can put into play some of the things that you've suggested, it's probably you.
1: Thank you so much, Lewis. It was really great talking to you today.
0: That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. Many thanks to my guests who have contributed their time and wisdom and make this show possible. Thanks, as always, to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman.
1: Whoa. I didn't know you were going to ask that. It's um, on the outline. Is it on the outline? Oh.